Welcome to the Small Towns Big God Podcast. We don't know what we're doing, but we're going to do it anyway. All right, here we go. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 39 of the Small Towns Big God Podcast. It's our Bible study podcast where we'll dig into verse-by-verse discussion while speaking to how the Word comes to life in our personal lives. My name is Dax Bruner. I'm the youth minister out here at New Zion Baptist Church in Hector, Texas. Woo! And across from me, as always, is Josh Lott. He's a pastor at Ivanhoe Baptist Church in Ivanhoe, Texas. Yep, still out there, huh? Still there, man. Cool. We're just two guys that have been led to ministry doing what we are commanded to do and evangelize through all means available. So, Internet, here we are. And we were just talking, we really don't know what we're doing. No, <laughs> nope. some days more than others. More than others, We're going right. to keep doing it anyway. There you go. Ready, fire, aim. Red set. I haven't heard you say that in a while, so I'll, I'll I said it. Everybody. I said it yesterday. Did you? <laughs> yeah, you just weren't there. I wasn't there. <laughs> I'll call you next time. Be like, hey, man, guess what I'm about to do? <laughs> Probably get in trouble. <laughs> anyway, so you what's know, happening, man? I was just thinking, just crossed my mind when you said, uh, still there at Ivanhoe Baptist Church. You know, I just, I, July was four years I've been there as the pastor. Isn't that something? Yeah, I know. And I was thinking last night because Alex, my youngest, is in fifth grade in my. Wow. Yeah, and, and so Avery's a freshman. Yeah. And so they're discussing because they have the same fifth grade teacher. They okay. share that in common, which is Tammy Williams. She's a member of, of the church, too. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking that my my when we started at Ivanhoe, when my kids went to Sam Rayburn, my, Avery was in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. She started there in fifth grade, and now Alex is in fifth, fifth grade. grade. And so it just shows that we're starting to repeat things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Isn't that wild? It yeah, is. me growing up. I had a science teacher named Miss Dunn. Never forget her, right? She couldn't stand me. Right. She and rightly so, because I was not a very good child. She taught my dad. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, "Are you Terry Bruner's son?" And I was like, "Maybe." Yeah. <laughs> See, I never had that as people teaching my parents, but I had that as as my teachers having my kids. Yeah. When uh when I was in Savoy, mm-hmm. and and more interesting than that, I had some of my teachers, um, and I served as a school board member. That's a boy. Yeah, I was on school boards, and uh, I feel like I know that. Yeah, I I, that. when I when I moved to uh, to the house we live in in Bonham, right. I resigned. Sure, because um, I lived out of the district. But yeah. yeah, I was on the school board, and some of the teachers that were teaching there were teaching when I was in high school. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's rough when you know some some dark secrets about your teachers and how yeah. they behaved in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So speaking of age. <laughs> you turned 40. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like a fine wine, though. It is. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't He's know that I'm getting better, but you probably are. <laughs> well, yeah. Dude. Wow. 40, huh? So you were telling me you had to check the new check, box. Yeah, I had to. I registered for an event, and I had to my age group, and it was 40 to 49 instead of 30 to 39. It's like spinning that price is right wheel. One more down. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. $1, Bob. Yeah. Anyway, all right. What else we got? What do you got? Um, so we got Pure Not Perfect this weekend. Yeah. Yep. Gearing up for that. So by the time we this will be aired Saturday, uh, Saturday, uh, Pure Not Perfect be that following day. So um, yeah, if you if you haven't registered for that or you you haven't planned on going, plan on going. Plan on going. Don't worry be, about registering. Just show up. Yeah. No. Yeah. Don't don't nobody worry about registers. registering. Yeah. I mean, I was talking That's to true. Megan last night, and she's like, "Yeah, nobody registered." Yeah, I did. I didn't. I did. I didn't. It's at my church, and I got. <laughs> I got to add them to my T-shirt collection. 
Well, you're going to get one anyway. Oh. Me too. That's another one we get to start wearing because we just talked about how we got like five t-shirts. Yeah. We, we have a bunch. We have more than five, but that's all we wear. Is like yeah, five. we got like 200, but we wear yeah. five of them. So all we'll right, have so a sixth in a next, rotation. Next podcast? Yeah. Back to the Future t-shirts? Yeah. I'm excited. I can't yeah. wait. I'm going to have. I'm gonna wear a wig. Me and, too. I, yeah, I tried my wig on last night. Yeah? And they're wanting to know what... I'm sorry. I'm you're, go ahead. Is they're going to want me to know what, I, what I'm going to do with my beard. So it's not going nowhere. Yeah, no. That would not be good. Um... Yeah, this is staying because if I get rid of this, this is grounds for dismissal with my wife. Well, I'm going to be Doc Brown, which I don't have a white goatee like you do. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, but I don't have the height to pull it off. That's true. (laughs) I'm more of a Marty McFly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Did you see that video on wherever you can find videos now? It's several different platforms Uh of Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox. I did. And it's sad. It is sad. Yeah, you know, bless his heart. Yeah, but I tell you what, I mean, he's doing something with it. He's yeah. got a, he's got a platform and mm-hmm. he's using it. So good on him, for sure. But it is it's very sad because growing up, you know, watching those shows was um, he was awesome. You know, still is. But yeah, yeah, just can't do it anymore. It's just yeah, it's terrible. But but I am glad that he's out and about and he's doing what he can to to help. So good on him for sure. Uh, what else? I think that's about it right now. That's the big thing. Yeah. You know. Until next time. Yeah. Yep. All right, cool. So we are starting chapter seven in the book of John today, and we're gonna re we're gonna go through verses one through twenty four. And uh yeah, I'm very excited about Let's these. Do it. Yep. All right, here we go. As always, I'm gonna read through it and then we'll come back. You want me to stop at verse nine and just cut it there and then come back and do the rest? You need to break up or you want me to just do it? Mm. No, I just read it all. I'll, okay, here we go. Chapter 7, verse 1, it says, After this, Jesus traveled in Galilee since he did not want to travel in Judea because the Jews were trying to kill him. That's probably smart. Yeah. The Jewish festival of shelters was near, so his brothers said to him, Leave here and go to Judea so your disciples can see your works that you are doing. For no one does anything in secret while he's seeking public recognition. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers believed in him. That's not good. Jesus told them, My time has not yet arrived, but your time is always at hand. The world cannot hate you, but it does hate me because I testify about it, and its works are evil. Go, Go up to the festival yourselves. I'm not going up to this festival because my time has not yet fully come. After he had said these things, he stayed in Galilee. After his brothers had gone up to the festival... Then he also went up, not openly, but secretly. The Jews were looking for him at the festival and saying, Where is he? And <coughs> excuse me. And there was a lot of murmuring about him among the crowds. Some were saying, He's a good man. Others were saying, No, on the contrary, he's deceiving the people. Still, nobody was talking publicly about him for fear of the Jews. When the festival was already half over, Jesus went up to the temple and began to teach. Then the Jews were amazed and said, How is this man so learned, or learned, I don't know, since he hasn't been trained? Jesus answered them, My teaching isn't mine, but is from the one who sent me. If anyone wants to do his will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own. The one who speaks on his own seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Didn't Moses give you the law? Yet none of you keep the law. Why are you trying to kill me? (laughs) There you go. Excellent question. Mm -hmm. You have a demon, the crowd responded, who is trying to kill you. 
Who is trying to kill you? I performed one work and you are all amazed, Jesus answered. This is my Mo- this is this is why Moses has given you circumcision. Not that not that it comes from Moses, but from the fathers. And you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath, so the law of Moses won't be broken. Are you angry at me because I made a man entirely well on the Sabbath? Stop judging according to outward appearances, rather judge according to righteous judgment. I'll be done. Here we go. Yeah. So what's interesting about this passage is it's going to give us a look into uh, people having different reactions or interactions with Jesus and people that believe and people that don't believe and people that have issues with him. Right. So that gives us a chance anytime we look at something like this is to be able to examine these issues in our own lives, in our own hearts, to see kind of where we come to the topic of belief. Right. True belief. True belief. The, the context in chapter 7 revolves around a feast, and all the feasts happen in Jerusalem. Uh, right. This is a feast of the tabernacles or the booths, or as your version says, the shelters. Shelters, yep. It was all about remembering the time when the children of Israel were in the desert for 40 years, wandering around. Mm-hmm. The Israelites have been enslaved in Egypt for 400 years. God sends Moses. Moses leads them out. And that, that took a, and then he took them to the desert. It's there he gives them the Ten Commandments, tells them how to live. But guess what? They're disobedient. They no. Wow. You, you would think that after you, being enslaved for 400 years, that for so long that they would really want to get along with God and do what he has for them to do. And live in gratitude. Right. Yeah. So God says, okay, you're not going into the promised land until this generation is gone. So they lived in the tents for 40 years in the desert. Mm-hmm. And it's during this time that God was extremely faithful to them. Mm-hmm. And even though they were not faithful, mm-hmm. um, even though they were not faithful, he was. God provided water, bread, yep. called manna. Yep. It came every morning. Yep. And they would just go outside and pick it up. Yep. And then they'd give them quail so they had meat to eat. So it was a feast of the tabernacles, the booths, the shelters that they would have to remember the time that they were not faithful to God, but he was faithful to them. Mm-hmm. So this would be, they would build a booth or a tent or shelter and, and this type of thing next to their house. And each night they would sleep in this booth as a reminder this unfaithfulness to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all these feasts were a really big deal. If you lived 15, 20 miles from the temple, you had to show you up. Were, yeah, right? you were there. Yeah, yeah, and if you lived a long ways off, you were expected to make the trip at least once a year to one of these festivals. Right. So Jerusalem would get, would get really packed full of people. Normally, it's a, it's a town like eighty to 100,000 people. Right. It's a really big place. It's a big place. But you have all these people come in. You're looking at 500,000 to a million people during one of these feasts. Yep. So it's 10 times normal. Yeah. yeah. And, and this feast is going to give us kind of a timetable. The last time Jesus was in Jerusalem, it was for the last feast, and now he goes back. So it's been about three months since he's been there. Mm-hmm. You know, so we've seen kind of what's he been doing for three months, you know. Right. Um, since Jesus traveled to Galilee, since he had not wanted to travel to Judea uh, because the Jews were trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. So Galilee is northern part of Israel. Jerusalem was at the bottom. So it's right. a much lesser uh, populated. populated place. Yep. Okay, so John and... In the first four verses, it's going to show us some of the, the issues people have with Jesus. Mm-hmm. The Jewish festival of the tabernacles was near. So his brother said to him, leave here and go to Judea so your disciples can see your works that you're doing. For no one does not do anything in secret while he's seeking public recognition. If you do these things, you show yourself to the world. So his brothers came along and said, here's what we think you need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to get out. 
Yeah. You need to get out of Dodge. There's not enough people here. Go seek a bigger crowd, mm-hmm. more people, more mm-hmm. notoriety. Yep. So when you do that, you'll you'll start doing the stuff you used to do. Go do the miracles. Go go feed the people, right? Do all these good things. Put on wrong. a show. Yeah, put on this show, yeah. the traveling carnival, right? Yeah. While you while you're there, try to win back all these old disciples. Yeah. Yeah. These disciples that, that they were speaking of are the ones that they took that, off when Jesus that deserted him. Yeah, last the Jesus time. teaching the offense came to them. Remember, you left because you were not part of us, right? That's right. I know your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, they they or last time they they all left except for the twelve. The twelve, yeah. They liked his message. They loved him feeding everybody. They loved the miracles. They loved the message of healing people. But the moment Jesus starts talking about body being broken and blood being shed mm-hmm. and, and people like, that's a little rough. Mm-hmm. I don't have nothing to do with that. Yeah, no. So his brothers were encouraging him, hey, go. Let's go find your old people, your old disciples. Make peace with them. Do all that cool stuff. You draw them back in because it's all about the crowd. Mm-hmm. It's all about yep. the crowd. Yep. And stop working in secret. Yeah. You know, you're going to do these things. Let people see. You're wasting your time doing this stuff in secret. I, I don't know who gave you this marketing plan, mm. but it's a bad idea. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, that's because the one that's performing all this doesn't know better. No, he right. doesn't know. No, he, yeah. I wish somebody would have told me. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But five says, for not even his brothers believed in him. So his brothers were encouraging him, go find your old disciples. Right. Right. They don't even believe. Yeah. They obviously believe in something. They're still there. I mean, they told Jesus, you're doing great. Go back to the feedings, the healings, win people back. Everything will be great. So they believe those things. Yeah. What they don't believe is that he is who he says he is. Right. That's And that's the thing. Do, are they are, are they believing in what they can get out of yeah, the what journey? They can see. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, they don't believe that he's God. There's a big right. difference between believing Jesus is a good guy and a great teacher and a prophet mm-hmm. and, and that he's believing that he's the son of God yeah. in the flesh. Sure. I mean, Jehovah's Witness, right? Exactly. They believe so, Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, not the Jesus that we have, but they believe Jesus is a great guy, a prophet, a teacher, but he's not the son of God. Right. And that's and that's true for a lot of a lot right. of uh, religions. Yeah. And, and who Jesus is, as we've said many times, is a big topic, the major topic here in the Gospel of John. Yes, oh, we talk yeah, about it almost exactly every every time we we do this. Yeah. You go to, I've said many times he'll he'll tell you why he did it. Go to John twenty thirty one. These things are written so you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Mm-hmm. When you say this, you are basically saying that He is God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is the basis of the whole book, right? That's why John wrote the thing. Mm-hmm. Verse six and seven says Jesus told them, "My time has not yet arrived, but your time is always at hand." Huh. The world cannot hate you, but it does hate me because I testify about it that its deeds are evil. Ooh. Not my time. Yep. So what he's saying is it's not my time to die yet. To die yet. Right? I, yeah. I don't need to go in front of these people that can kill me because it's not my time. There's, It's not my time to go in front of Pilate. It's not my time to go to the cross. There's still more things for me to I do. I got work to do. Yeah, before that happens. Mm-hmm. But it's always your time. Mm-hmm. You it, it shows us the difference between our time and God's time. Right. Our right. time is always now. Exactly. We're in a hurry. And he's we're telling in, them. Yeah. We're impatient people. Mm-hmm. We want it when we want it and when we think we need it. Yeah. But all Just God's now. time is always connected to God's plan. I know. Yeah. Which teaches us patience, correct? Yeah. <laughs> or it's supposed to. Right. It should. <laughs> Paul writes in uh, Galatians 4, 5, 4, Galatians chapter 4, 4 through 5, it says, When the time came to completion, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoption as his sons. 
but when that time of completion, mm-hmm. um, but when the time came to completion, that doesn't mean that, that God said, I guess it's a good time now. Mm-hmm. The time came to completion. It was the perfectly fits God's it, plan. It, that was, it was the, the time, time that he preordained. Our sovereign God knew that it, that it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. People struggle, you know, with that. Mm-hmm. We struggle with that. Sure. We 100%. struggle with the message itself at times. Sure. I mean, we just said, um, verse 3, leave here and go to jail so the disciples can see your works that you are doing. Mm-hmm. The brothers are telling him to go back and feed people. Go back and heal people. You know that what they wanted Jesus' message to be. Nice, helpful, crowd-pleasing. Mm-hmm. Tell the crowd that they can be all they can be and mm-hmm. do all they can do. Mm-hmm. This is what the message of the church should be? No. No. <laughs> the message of the church should be the gospel. Yeah. The gospel's not a nice message. No, it's not. God's it's brutal. Jesus saying that I, I didn't can I didn't come to to bring peace. I came to bring division. Yeah. You know? Yep. Mothers from from daughters, fathers from, from sons. sons. Mhm. Yep. And it does. It does. I mean, again, 1 Corinthians 15, Paul writes, For I passed on to you as the most important what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. That's the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's it. But how did, how did it begin? Christ died for your sins? That's not a message that the world wants to hear. No. Passion? You know? Mm-hmm. Christ? <laughs> I remember... I- this uh, you've seen the movie Passion of the Christ. I've seen I've seen clips of the movie. I have okay, not seen the movie. You have to watch just uh, watch the movie. It's, okay. it's really well done. Yeah, Passion of the Christ, and just go read the reviews. Okay, all right. And it the the the, the reviewers clearly read the read about the crucifixion accounts. Okay, right. Where Jesus suffered, his body was broken, he now, was beaten. Now I have seen that clip. Right. It, it's, the cross was a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. It was a torment of human life. The cross is not a, a beautiful thing in, no. until you know Christ. Right. The cross is where Jesus Christ gave his sacrifice for us, mm-hmm. right? Right. The Christ is where God gave gave his son to die. I'm not able to understand all that or see all that just because I'm a good person mm-hmm. or, or did something nice. I received understanding. I received Jesus by the grace through faith, period. Period. The world hates that message. They do. The message that the world wants is, can't we just hold hands and sing kumbaya <laughs> and all get along? Yeah, that's not no one has to pay this price for sin. God decided that we, uh, God decided that that we um, that He would do that by Mm -hmm. sending His Son. Yeah, yeah. And you said you said uh, pay that price. Well, somebody will pay that price. Somebody already did. Yeah. Right. Somebody already did. Or you're going to pay it in eternity. We get to choose, right? And that's the choice that nobody wants to make. I guess. I made it. I know you made it. Yeah. Right? So. I mean, it's going to get paid. It will be paid. You're going to pay it, or you're going to give it, you know, you're going to take that, that free, free gift of grace that he's offering, where he's already paid it. I know a good deal when I see one. I actually, absolutely. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The world cannot hate you because it's hated me, and I testify about it. These are evil. Jesus is not. Jesus is not saying that good works are evil, but he's saying that our works are evil because they deceive us. Yeah. When we do something nice, a good deed, a good work, we start believing, "Hey, I'm a I'm a good guy." Look what I did. Look what I did. I, I'm yeah. better than some. I'm 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 doing my best. Yeah. And it's and it's easy to get sucked yeah. into and, that and for sure. Then believe that they start thinking that we can live in 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 some form of sin. 
mm-hmm. something nice for God every now and again, and it will cancel it out. Yep. Yep. Jesus calls that evil. Yeah, that's not how this works. It doesn't cancel each other out. It doesn't mm-hmm. work like that. No. Go up to the festival yourself. I'm not going up to the festival yet because my time has not fully come. And after he said these things, he stayed in Galilee. Right. So he did go to Galilee. Mm-hmm. So the meaning is, not, I'm not going with you, not yet. Right. I mean, he's, he's going to go, mm-hmm. but it's not his time. Yeah, because he clearly says that. Right. Yep. He's not yet fully come. All right. All right. So verse 10. Verse 10. Yep. After his brothers had gone up to the festivals, they are festival. They, then he went, also went up, not openly but secretly. Right. Then the Jews were looking for him at the festival and saying, "Where is he?" And there was a lot of confusion about him among the crowd, saying, "Some were saying he's a good man; others were saying, no, on the contrary, he's deceiving the people." Still, nobody was taking publicly what talking publicly about him because they feared the Jews. Different ideas of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. We we did it in a he did it in a quiet way. He didn't want to be heard. Um, they didn't want to get into to trouble, right? So there's some tension going on about Jesus, right? Like some 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 murmuring, some complaining, little corner conversations. Who is this guy? Who mm-hmm. does he think he is? But nothing they want to say boldly out in public because right. they fear, right? You they, know, what may happen? They did not follow John the Baptist's no, example. No. <laughs> so when the festival was already half over, Jesus went up to the temple complex, began to teach. Then the Jews were amazed and said, how does he know the scriptures since he hasn't been trained? So they're amazed. He wrote them. He wrote them. <laughs> That's a good, yeah, there you go. I know, I know how. <laughs> He's never studied with the rabbis. He yeah. doesn't say things like they say things. He, they they came to the idea that Jesus is not very educated mm-hmm. and he hasn't been trained. Mm-hmm. By by a rabbi's words and quotes, they, they could tell. Who they train? Who who they trained under? Who do they sound like? Who do they mimic? Right. The, when they teach. Right. But Jesus doesn't sound like anyone. Right. So they think he's teaching his own opinion. Okay. Well, he's teaching <laughs> his own fact. Is he what is he's doing. teaching his fact. <laughs> he wrote it. <laughs> Jesus answered them, "My teaching isn't mine, but it is from the one who sent me. Oh if anyone wants to do his will, he will understand whether the teaching is from God or if I'm speaking it on my own." The one who speaks for himself seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent me is true, and there's no unrighteousness in him. Okay. He says, I'm not teaching my will, but God's will. I'm not seeking my own glory, but God's glory. Mm-hmm. So think about not only is he uneducated and, and glory-seeking, but they realize that he's not speaking the same message as they usually hear. Usually right. hear. Right. This is, yeah. this, this is scandalous. He's not talking about the Sabbath. Right. He's not talking oh, no. about the law. Oh no. He's talking something different that they've ever heard before. Sound like grace. Yeah. And forgiveness and repentance and you know, all the things. <laughs> it says, Didn't Moses give you the law? Yet none of you keeps the law? Why do you want me to kill? Why do you want to kill me? <laughs> I think it's well, a valid question. So, yeah. And it's like what what is he what is he talking about? What's the most important part of the law? The Ten Commandments. The, the That's big, why everything broke ten. off of that. Mm-hmm. So one of the commandments says, do not murder. Do not. Yeah. <laughs> why are y'all trying to kill me? Thou shalt not. Yeah. King James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't keep the law yourself. Yeah. You, you, you want to kill me, yet you say you uphold the law. Yeah, exactly. That's uh-oh. breaking the law. Uh-oh. 
Don't you hate it when people use stuff, what you say against you? And so, oh. and so what happens? <laughs> what happens when they when they he makes a good point and they're like he, he makes a great uh, point uh, and it's like, well, your mama. Yeah, same thing. Like, <laughs> same thing always yeah. happens. Yeah. And like, you have a demon. It's like a schoolyard. Yeah, <laughs> your mama. <laughs> yeah, who wants to kill you? Because yeah. they have nothing else to say, so they start calling him names. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, like right someone saying you're crazy, you're paranoid. He's got to kill an exclamation you? point right there. You have a demon. Yeah. <laughs> who is trying to kill you? Mm-hmm. You are. You are. Jeez. Oh, my goodness. All right. All right. <laughs> he said. I did one work, and you are amazed, Jesus answered. Consider this. Moses has given you circumcision, not that it comes from Moses, but from the fathers. And you have circumcised a man on the Sabbath. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses won't be broken, are you angry at me because I made a man entirely well on the Sabbath? Stop judging according to the outward appearance. Rather, judge according to the righteous judgment. So he brings up the issue of circumcision. He gives it right back yeah. to him again. The Pharisees they allow circumcision on circumcision on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is saying you can, you know, let's say you can perform work on the Sabbath. Yeah, you you can do that to some else to make the make to make him better. But I can't heal a paralyzed man to make him better. Right. Wait a minute. They're really they're really bothered by his methods. This is this is what happens when you're kind of mentally they're not. Obviously, where he is, no, right? I, I can do what I want to do on the Sabbath, but you can't do you what can't you want to do on the Sabbath. You can't do it, and it goes back to what we talked about earlier. Jesus divides. Y- yeah, oh yeah, right. It's true. There's no middle ground when it comes to belief. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, "You either believe me or you don't." Mm-hmm. That's a difficult message. It is, and they, they were bothered by that message. Mm-hmm. It was a harsh message. It is harsh. You know, it, they wanted to heal. They they wanted him to heal, to feed, uh, to be happy. But he's bringing up death and blood and sin. Oh no. They struggle oh, no. with that. They oh, they no. struggle with his message. They it, struggle with his identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you struggle with these things, you you may be in a state of unbelief. You reckon? I'd yeah. S- I'd say you're completely in a state of unbelief. <laughs> he, I, I don't know. I just I I love how he comes back at him though. I, yeah. I love it. <laughs> he goes right back at him. He does. And and it's one of those things. Whenever some whenever somebody's right, and you know they're right, right, and and. You and you're on the other side of that. What do you do? You just uh, your mama. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got a you demon. Get, you get angry. You got a you're demon. crazy. Who wants to kill you? You're paranoid. Yeah. I mean, and 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 that's why I'm saying you. We have to examine that for their own lives. So do we? Do we struggle with uh, the message? Sure. I mean, do we struggle with death and blood and mm-hmm. sin and mm-hmm. that kind of thing? I mean, if we do, then we need to. Check our own hearts. See if we're in a state of unbelief. If we have a problem with his identity, who he says he is, his attributes, we can change that all by just going to trust him. And I, out of all my faith in his identity, I'm going to put that trust in him. Mm-hmm. When you do that, this this harsh, offensive um, message doesn't seem so offensive. Right. No. It seems merciful. Yeah. It seems grace. The cross, the gospel message becomes beautiful because it was done for me. Mm-hmm. You you go from being offended to being in gratitude. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful every day. I am grateful every day because statistically, I probably shouldn't be sitting here with you right now. Yeah, right. right? And, and when we figure that out, the method and the timing and how he does things, it doesn't seem to matter anymore mm-hmm. because yeah. the trust level's gone up. You lose a lot of stress when that trust level. Your stress level goes yeah. down when your trust level goes when up. We, yeah, when we know that God knows better than me, so yeah. I'm just going to trust. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. You do what you want. Yep. Because his will is in your heart. Mm-hmm. 
if you trust his identity, you will understand the message and you won't care about the method. There you go. <laughs> Amen to that. Ah, I love it. That's cool. I'm glad we did this one today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I needed to hear it for sure. What else? Stop judging according to outward appearance. Rather, judge according to righteous judgment. There you go. It's good judge according to the word. Good message, right? All right. He doesn't say don't judge. He doesn't. And I and I spoke on this very thing this past week. Yeah. You know, and uh, with some teenagers that oh, you can't judge me. Well, let's look at this. So anyway, <laughs> if you're out there saying you're a Christian, I will. Mm-hmm. All right. We're good? We're good, man. I love it. All right, let's pray and dismiss. Father, we're so thankful for your word. We're thankful for our time together that we can um, learn and encourage others with it. Father, we ask that this message is a blessing on those who receive it. And we ask, um, you know, anybody that's struggling uh, health-wise or otherwise, that you'll uh, take care of that according to their will. We'll just lift them up, that they'll be encouraged. Father, we ask that you uh, continue to bless this uh, message um, that we're working so hard to get out there and we pray that in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.